KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Actually, Louis C. Hicks has this one, from the beginning at least. I'm here to tell you about 11th Street. Hicks is 90 years old. Oh, I done got old. Ha! He lives by himself in East Austin. I met him walking around one day. He was picking pecans out of a neighbor's yard, jamming them into the pockets of his shorts. Hicks told me about his younger years in the neighborhood, the late night scene in particular, and on East 11th Street, where one club stuck in his memory. 11th Street was Charlie's Playhouse. All of Austin, that they knew about Charlie would come. Whenever you went there, it was fully packed. In 1958, a man named Charlie Gilden, Hicks's half-brother, opened Charlie's Playhouse. The University of Texas had welcomed its first black students just two years earlier. It would be another five years before Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech. That's to say, America and Austin was, as it still very much is, racially divided. The same went for Charlie's Playhouse on the east side. Playing at Charlie's Playhouse, the place was packed. And it was all black. Henry Blues Boy Hubbard led the house band at Charlie's Playhouse. They were known as Blues Boy Hubbard and the Jets. I got a sweet little angel, and she said that she's my first class love. This is the only song I could track down by the band. People who used to go to Charlie's say they played songs you could dance to. Covers of radio hits by Wilson Pickett. Kingsman. And these kids would come up to the bandstand and say, how do y'all play them songs so close to the record? And see, that was the whole secret, playing a song on the radio and sounding exactly like it. And they dug that, you know. after Charlie's opened and the Jets started playing, Hubbard says the crowd began to change. I was in UT starting in the fall of 65 up through 69. Paula Johnson says the music brought her and her boyfriend at the time to Charlie's. Tastes were shifting. We were kind of into country music at the time, but at Charlie's it would be uh, pretty much R&B, rock and roll. Everybody, Everybody would get up and dance. That was quite a quite a thing. It was it, very, the joint was jumping, you know. It was a very popular place. To be clear, Johnson's white, and she would often show up to Charlie's with a group of fellow white university students. It was pretty obvious that the, the regular patrons were kind of skeptical about, you know, what we were doing there. You would have, say, a fraternity at the university who wanted to come to Charlie's Playhouse on Saturday night, so they'd call, they'd want five or ten tables. They'd call and reserve tables. 
Well, that's not the way clubs operated in East Austin. I never made a reservation for a club in East Austin in my life. Charles Erty lived in East Austin starting in the mid-1940s. He's a retired professor from Houston Tillotson and a former Austin City Council member. Erty watched the change at Charlie's and the tension it caused between black neighbors and white newcomers. Go walking in there and then look over here and all the whole area's head reserved on it, you know. And then you find out it's for white kids. Oh, God, folks just went berserk. It was a huge problem for Charlie, but he's making money. The black people on the east side saying that Charlie is catering to white folks. <laughs> That's Blues Boy Hubbard again. His club is open now for whites. And if you're black, he make you get up and all that. Well, he did, but not in that sense that they would put it out. You know, if you came to their club and you were black and you were sitting at a table that was for five, he would ask you to, to move you over here where it was a table for two because he had five whites that wanted that table, see? Regardless of Charlie's intentions, black customers were angry. According to Erdy, Houston Tillotson students began picketing the club. The, their sense was that, that he was giving the white kids special treatment and not giving his you know, regular customers that, that same treatment. I mean, what do you do? If you're in business and somebody calls up and they want to make a reservation for 30 or 40 people, and you think all of these people are going to be spending money, and that's what you're doing. I mean, what do you say? No, I, I can't do that because I have a neighbor who might get angry, you know. Just across the street from Charlie's was the Lydia Street Fire Station. In 1952, the first Austin black firefighters were stationed there. Things were changing. Parts of Austin formerly off-limits to black residents were now opening. But many point out the downsides of integration. When Elsie Anderson High School in East Austin closed in 1971, many neighbors say it was the loss of a community center. So while gains were being made, Erty says there was also a lot to lose. University of Texas undergraduate school had just integrated, so you were pressing, everybody's pressing for that. But then in the nightclub scene, and these of course different folks, but you're getting integration in the opposite direction and it's kind of messing up your space, you know. It's, 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 a, it's a difficult time to, to maneuver through, you know, for a lot of people because they don't know exactly what shape to get in. You know, am I supposed to be for, for this? Or this is not working for me in this case of this nightclub, you know. Charlie's closed in 1971, the same year as the local high school. When asked why the club shut down, Blues Boy Hubbard had this to say. Because of, of integration, it's plain and simple. If you hear it from anybody else, they'll probably think of some stupid something to tell you that it happened. A member of Hubbard's band explained it like this in another interview. Black patrons and musicians began to be welcomed into clubs in other parts of Austin, the west side, downtown. As he put it, quote, all the customers and the patrons, they left and went across the freeway. Which leaves us with what? A lot of black-owned businesses in the area shut down in the 70s and 80s. Families moved away. Recently, some upscale businesses have popped up. A specialty grocery store, a pricey restaurant. Something I wondered while reporting this story. Was the story of Charlie's Playhouse a sign of things to come? One ripple in the story of a city where people of color were forced to live in one part of the city until a piece became valuable to people from other parts, people with more money. 
I posed this best I could to Charles Erty. I've, I've spoke with a lot of folks who have lived there for a long time mm. and feel like, you know, uh, a lot of white, wealthier folks are moving in now and kind of taking their space from them. And it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the things you're telling me about Charlie's Playhouse kind of feel like kind of the same sentiment in a way. 1970, early 70s, when the, uh, 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 East 11th Street in particular started going downhill. Well, it had gone way, way, way downhill by the, you know, by the, the 80s, and so you have a problem. It's a dilemma again. The, the, the value of that, that neighborhood because of its proximity to downtown is just too great. And so and that's exactly what started happening. You had a situation like East 11th Street that it was so, what are you going to do, not do anything? Well, nobody can live there. You're going to redevelop the area. Well, that's going to be gentrification. Okay, what are you going to do? Leave it like it is or, or redevelop it? Well, you ought to fix it up for the folk. Where are you going to get the money from? What are you going to do? Where Charlie sat now stands a four-story modern apartment building. The Victory Grill, one of the last historically black clubs, still remains. There's not much of the old East 11th Street left to save. Uptown on 12th Street, that's a bit of a different story. Local leaders are working to create a business district, putting in place resources and protections for some businesses, including those that have been there long term. Now, it wouldn't be right if we didn't play me out with some blues boy Hubbard. This is from a 2014 show at the Skylark Lounge. Hubbard plays there this Saturday at 7.30. Audrey Lynchy, KUT News.